0: Jamming in the jungle. When he grows up, he'll be dangerous. The all-new Hit List with Tarzan Dan. Get watching, cause it's a jungle out there. The Hit List with Tarzan Dan, Mondays at 8.30.
1: Welcome to Two Two Guys, a podcast about ballet hosted by ballet dancers. My name is Keelan, and today on the show, I have a very special guest, Tarzan Dan. How's it going, hey, man?
0: How's it going? Nice to see your face. It's been a while since we actually hung out in person.
1: Yeah, it's been a super long time.
0: We we I think the last time we were exchanging speculos. Is that what we were doing? Probably. I mean, that's usually involved.
1: Uh, certainly is now, yeah.
0: Okay, if there's anybody who introduced me to something that tastes amazing on toast, it was this man right here. Yeah, he uh introduced me to speculus, and I was like, What is that? And it's like, Holy crap! And we were in the middle of a shoot, and you pulled it out of your backpack, okay, good, and we were eating a good the shoot. And I was like, How do you hold on if I ate that? I would be 300 pounds and and you know and all love handles. Right. And then you got this guy who's like, "Oh, it just makes abs. Look at me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they maybe they changed the recipe. I don't think it makes yeah, abs it anymore. Um,
0: or maybe it's different in Europe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, actually the EU regulations are so strict over there. It's right? <laughs> um so believe it or not, this probably isn't hard to believe. I had some like an hour ago. Yeah. Don't doubt that at all. I think, uh, th- I had coffee. I still have coffee in my friend's
0: mug. Look at that.
1: Nice. There you go. I think the key is use it sparingly, you know, just have like a thin yeah. layer on something and it's fine. Okay. It's gonna be all right. But anyways, that's like my
0: arm so that I can, you know, while I'm driving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just leave a little bit on the upper lip. There, you, there just... you go.
0: Exactly. Right. This is what you, you know, leave a little here. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I wish this, I wish I could tie this into a sponsorship. Maybe that, that'll be a goal for the future. I wish I could Wouldn't be like, that? and this episode is brought to you by Speculus. but right. we're not there yet, but we're working on it. So uh, Tarzan, you are, I mean, you have a very interesting resume. Like you've got such an interesting history. You currently radio host. Yep. Photographer. Right. And you work a lot with ballad dancers. A lot with dancers, like in general dancers. Right. Uh,
0: it it uh, was one of those things where in the beginning it was ballet and now it's kind of, it's funny to get, you know, contemporary dancers or, um, different types of dance or different types of movement or uh you know what blew me away was that all of a sudden i got a a a message from Cirque du Soleil and they wanted to work together and i was like wow wait what huh and then uh to have like people who are hand balancers or or you know acrobats or whatever so it's it's uh kind of growing from the idea of starting with ballet and then It's now so many other things, as well as, you know, it's so funny when people are like, oh, you shoot all this ballet, you shoot all this dance, you shoot all this, all these really interesting photos. And then it's like, do you shoot families? (sighs) And I always want it when I shoot families, I don't want it to be the typical boring. Hey, we're all dressed the same in a white shirt and jeans and we're, ah, buy a tree. Yeah. Because everybody does that. Oh, there's grass too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do the typical or the boring um, but that also sells and, and, you know, there is a market for that and, yeah. you know, fill your boots if that's what you're looking for. Cause I can always take that picture, but it's, yeah. there's just no challenge to it. I'd rather have, I did a family shoot, um, the end of last year on somebody's farm and they had this old school, um, outhouse. And so what we did was we got all the grandkids and, um, <clears throat> this kid's in the bathroom and he's trying to catch toilet paper that all the kids are throwing. Right. Right. And right. so that was the picture is all these yeah. kids throwing rolls of toilet paper at the outhouse. And then him trying to catch one because yeah. he was out of toilet paper. Cause he only had one square right. and just like something
1: fun, something yeah. different, something Dynamic. that tells a story. Yeah. I've heard that comedic actors can transition to drama a lot better than dramatic actors can transition to comedy because in a comedic story, all of the same beats play out. Like there's still sure. the arc, there's still the disappointment and the, the difficult things, but then they also have to be able to sell jokes. And I feel like there's maybe a parallel here where as a, a movement photographer, you need to be able to capture the still moments as well. Right. So that when you're working with a fan, it's like, of course I can do this, but maybe let's add a little bit, make it more dynamic, more exciting, more explosive.
0: Well, there's, a, there, there's always a bigger story that you can tell that's one of the things that I find with photography is that there you can take a picture on railroad tracks or you can take a picture in front of a sunset, but is it spectacular? I know that when you and I uh, worked together the very first time we were laughing constantly because we kept coming up with different stupid ideas. (laughs) And then there was one where you were like, I am so cut And you bent over and did this, and I took a picture, and then I put a T. Rex in it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it was just, you know, a fun joke picture, but it was so lush, and you were just—it was just one of because we
1: were in the forest
0: right we so this were is a would be. Forest and we were just being silly there was another one where uh you jumped uh, off a rock in amongst all these rocks yeah uh that, that formed a v that threw your eye to the middle and it was just such a profound shot yeah. but it wasn't just you posing it was you jumping and it was like how did he pull that off because when he lands he's gonna break both legs and it was because of the way we had looked at the at how the picture would look through the lens and then how to create that dynamic of beauty and power and at the same time utilize this spectacular landscape and also the ocean and so all of those things so not unlike a choreographer would Mm -hmm. look at how things interact with each other same for a photographer Um, you would hope that that would be the, the goal is to create something that makes somebody feel an emotion immediately or, or they think deeper about the photo so for instance that one about you jumping I remember when we we shot it we were like people are going to wonder how you landed this mm-hmm. right because we're all these rocks but yeah. it was the way we the way it was positioned you had a, a sand landing Uh, beyond the rock that you jumped off but you're above all these jagged rocks and
1: yeah
0: so it's about the the perception uh it's not unlike a magician who you know uh sleight of hand same difference is you're you're making them look here and think this but you're actually creating this to 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 uh, uh make somebody uh have an emotional response to it
1: the combination of all of the different elements, like you described the rocks, uh the way that the shape of the land drew your eye in a certain direction. There's the ocean there as well. So combining all these elements almost reminds me of like a chef where they take all yeah. of these ingredients and they combine them. Cause you can just make like, there's eggs and there's the asparagus, but if you can put them together <laughs> in a nice way, you can actually right. make something really special. Sure. sure,
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So maybe that's uh Some part of my brain is always looking for like, okay, what can I mine for straight up value? Mm -hmm. So right off, that might be our first takeaway is if you're taking a photo and you're looking like, how do I take a better photo is what are all the elements you have at play? And how can you combine them and make something out of all of them? Right.
0: Add the sauce. Don't be afraid to add a little bit more flavor. Yeah. Um, And sometimes it's going to be completely wrong. It's going to suck. And other times, and as you practice, or as you get to that point where, you work with professionals and, and I feel very fortunate that I get the chance to work with so many professionals or get contacted by people that I'm a fan of. And they go, oh my God, can we work together? And I'm like, do you know who you are? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I went, we were at um, the Royal Ballet um, and I were we were seeing Bolshoi, uh, cause they were uh, performing there. And I'm standing in the lobby and these people come up and say, hi, I'm in England yeah, and, and people come up and say, I I love your photography. Oh, this particular shot really spoke to me." I'm like, "How do you even know who I am? I'm the guy on the other side of the camera." It's like yeah. you know what I mean. So when when social media uh, creates that that connection for you, and people recognize that that's how you see things, or that they really appreciated something you you uh, saw through your lens, and then they ended up purchasing it and putting it on their wall, or um, you know, I mean, even just to take the time to go to you know uh Tarzan Dan on Instagram and like a picture means everything to me because I went through the trouble of actually creating it. You know, I didn't just yeah. post it. It you know, it wasn't me twerking. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it's actually something I created, which if I was twerking it wouldn't be a good creation at no. all. Bad no, no. no. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh and based on how you work i remember um for whatever photo it is like there was a good chance you were laying on the ground to make us look like we're jumping higher because you're yeah, like lower yeah. <laughs> so that's perspective is everything again yeah.
0: once again right you know it's yeah. like as we said i think when you did do that jump with the rocks i was lying on the gra- yeah, really ground high. in the sand and maybe propped up on a rock yeah. and and then you were jumping so that we would get that that uh, horizon line that uh, you couldn't see the, the the ground and all you saw was the rocks so it's all about it's it's all about painting the picture right you're painting the picture and you're you're telling a story and and you hope that it connects with people you hope that people appreciate it if they don't find it you know you got to remember that photography as well as dance as well as everything is taste driven whether it's asparagus and and what was it the eggs
1: eggs and asparagus yeah so it's all taste driven.
0: So do you add to it to give it a little bit? Do you put a hot sauce with it? Do you put a little bit of spice to it? Do you, you know, uh, put another vegetable with it? Or yeah. do you, you know, something complimentary or do you put something that's completely wrong so that it there's juxtaposition in your recipe?
1: Right. Yeah. And you have a certain style for sure. Like I can see, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's a lot of color really really dynamic like super dynamic you know like yeah you really when you take on whatever it is like if you're taking a photo in front of an amazing 20 foot tall church door you're going to use that door um Mm -hmm. and if it's just a guy with uh, like i'm thinking peter star if it's just a guy with like a scarf wrapped around his body you're going to make that scarf look like it's alive well it was funny with that
0: that particular shot um the icarus shot with peter star um when we shot it he jumped off a rock on the north vancouver beach and uh i said we're gonna get you i'm gonna get you to jump and i want you to throw it and then that way we'll see how it flies and and i explained what i wanted and i said this is what's in my head and we had this beautifully cloudy day with blue tones and stuff like that turned out to be one of the most spectacular photos i've ever been fortunate enough to have passed through my lens and i remember after i took it i was like I just took that photo. And that's how I I react a lot of times to some of the photos. It's it's mine. I get to keep that. That's I get to claim that. I feel so fortunate when that happens. And so with that, he only jumped four
1: times. It was in his contract. Maximum four jumps today. We (laughs) got to use them really well.
0: (laughs) Exactly. No, it was uh, it was one of those things where we just want to see how how the fabric would fly. And then I said, I want you to surrender to the jump like as if you're just falling from the sky and those are wings because if we figured out how it would fly so it would look like wings um and i want you to fall back and just jump as high as you can and fall back and let it fall and sure enough on the fourth one it was money and uh people are like you look so high in the sky i think he was maybe three feet off the ground yeah you know but it's because of the angle again i'm lying in the sand i may have even dug myself a hole at that point yeah <laughs> you know just so i could be lower um i do remember actually clearing out sand so i could be lower than the the point of uh, the beach yeah but anyway but uh But yeah, it it turned out to be really, really spectacular. And what I saw in my head, he came, he brought to life. And then there's other times when you're just collaborating and you're, I got this idea or I've always wanted to do this kind of shot or I've always wanted to create this or so anyway, but you guys are crazy. Performers, dancers, you know, uh, professionals, you get what it takes sometimes to come up with something because you have the creative process gene and when it all comes together, you know, whether it's a performance on stage or whether it's you're, you're putting your heads together for something that's going to be so wow. And then you create it and you go, we just did that right here, right now. Like, you know, when you're on stage and there's a moment where you just hit that that precipice and you go, this is the best place in the world I've ever been. I can't, and I, and I now that I've been here, I know where to go to get that again. And I know I can go higher because I've already reached that level. And so when you, you know, you don't always go out with the intention to best yourself, because that sometimes can be detrimental in yeah. the respect of going, wow, I really had a crapshoot. Um, but I always want to come away with one or two shots that go that make me go, wow, I did something i hadn't done before or i tried to create something that was that next time out i know how to pull this off i remember when um, excuse me when we were at royal ballet um they were so kind and they gave us full reign of the building so i get to get so uh, tara babnani uh and i went and shot
1: canada's national ballet school graduate
0: right (laughs) And, and uh, we had shot in Toronto at one time, and uh, shot a couple of fun shots. Like, and it was cool. We did a thing with an ice cream truck and all kind of stuff. And then um, when I was in England, she goes, "Oh, come to the ballet!" And they, they, you know, were so kind. Let us have. We got lost in the building during the shoot because yes. she didn't even know. She didn't know all the building. And uh, anyways, and then we went into the grand room, the one with all the glass, and there were no tables in it they hadn't it wasn't set up and I was yeah. like oh my god we need to shoot in here yeah. come on like and so I stood at one end and she was wearing a sari um and uh, it was such a beautiful dramatic photo because she was in this beautiful powerful colored sari and then this room of all windows and white and it was uh, and and wood floor and I was mm-hmm. just like I can't believe that I got to take that photo
1: I can hear the passion in your voice. Like I can hear you almost kind of like nerding out in a sense because we're all oh, yeah. nerds and geeks about <laughs> the things we like, right? And so let's go back a little bit. So you started, well, we don't need to go back to baby Tarzan, then or your baby Tarzan. Um, but before you started doing photography, like when did you start working at YTV? Um,
0: 1990, 1991?
1: Okay. In the 90s. Some say the greatest decade. The greatest decade. <laughs> Um, certainly certainly, an interesting decade to look back at um, sure. in photos and see the fashion choices and the hair choices We made. oh my god um, your fashion hasn't changed too much I don't think
0: no I'm, I'm still dressed like crap so. same
1: look um, <laughs> like the Simpsons wearing the same outfit all the characters That's for like 30 it. something hey, yeah. years yeah. Um, keeps things simple but, so you worked at uh, YTV you were a host of the show The Hit List which was I guess only Canadian like it was a Canadian mm-hmm. show It was a Canadian show, but you could get it in the United States as well. Um, and it was so a countdown of, of the popular video music video countdown was. show. Yeah, yeah, so it
0: was like it was like MTV of Canada yeah. or Much Music, yeah. um, but it was an alternate. Um, and it was basically uh, a video countdown show where we did interviews and uh, had my unhinged personality. I still can't believe that I, after auditioning with so many people, right. uh, they chose me. I still can't figure that part out. <laughs> right, but I feel very you know uh, fortunate that somebody saw uh in their in their uh grand wisdom to go that guy's an idiot people will watch him yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: he's affable he's an affable
0: the, affable is too many syllables it's like <laughs> yeah. he's simple there you go
1: <laughs> I mean but you you're very charismatic um and you obviously hit it off with these people like so what's it like you're you're a young guy you get a gig like that don't think you can really have preparation to like meet Beyonce like I don't think that can really like there's no No, like previous job experience that
0: because I was doing well here's the thing because I was doing radio at the time as well and uh uh I had already interviewed hundreds of stars oh it was an easy transition because I was already interviewing them probably for the radio or may have interviewed them on the radio prior to interviewing them on television or we would do the so like for instance like uh, somebody like Beyonce or Destiny's Child when they came out, they came into my radio show, and we interviewed, and then we met later that day at the TV station, and we interviewed again. So right. that's why it always appeared that we were, oh, like you know, hyper connected yeah. and very comfortable with each other because they already right. knew what was going to happen. They right. already knew that it was going to be fun. It was going to be silly. We a lot of them, uh, you know, ended up keeping in touch uh, throughout the years, and still keep in touch. And uh, it's funny because that was the beginning of many careers. And I, I just can't believe that for me, it was very easy because TV was just radio with pictures.
1: Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. You still have to just be natural and converse with people. And so, you know, there's something about when we see people on TV, be it athletes, uh, celebrities, politicians, there's there's like a disconnect. Like I think of like a Kawhi Leonard, right? Who's actually Mm -hmm. younger than me, but I don't think of him as younger than me. Like if I saw Kawhi, he's kind of ageless, he's separate. Like if I saw him, Mm -hmm. it would be like, oh, it's not quite a deity, but it's like something bigger and beyond, right? But really, he's just like a 28 year old guy or whatever, right? How long does it take to get over that? Does it ever totally leave your system? That kind of um, deification that, oh my God, this person is so special type thing. And are you able to get to the point where you can actually just meet these people as people? They just happen to have these spectacular jobs.
0: I, I have always thought that celebrity was dying to be honestly real. That was how I always approached everything. So when I do an interview, I talk to them about them. For instance, a really good interview question is, When you're on tour or when you're away from home, what do you miss the most? Right, and you ask that question, what happens is the person says, Oh, my mom's cooking. Immediately, I go, What's your favorite dish? What you know, you know, does she still have your bedroom the way it used to be? Uh If I went in that bedroom, what's on the wall? Did you have a pet? Yeah. Did you, ha- what was your pet's name? What kind of pet? Why did you choose that pet? See all the different questions? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when I interviewed Ricky Martin or Santana, they both have restaurants. So the first thing I said when I said so, I said, you own a restaurant? Uh, and they're, yeah, yeah. And I said, what's the special today? And I had already <laughs> looked it up and they're like, <laughs> and, and they're like, oh my God. I love that. You know, my mom used to make that. And now we've got a story,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: these people who are huge celebrities, be it Beyonce or be it, you know, J-Lo. Uh, J-Lo, I got her so good. Oh, my God. Jennifer Lopez, she would remember this because it was one of those moments that <laughs> not many people get her. So I had interviewed um, Mark Anthony a week earlier. And I said to him, because at that time they weren't married, they were still best friends. And I said, uh, when you were growing up, something must have happened to J-Lo that you could tell me about that I could totally get her on and she would never be able to figure it out. So that's how I would approach interviews. You know, as like knowing little tidbits. Um, so, or, you know, and so what I, I said, I said, uh, tell me something. He goes, when she was young, she skipped school and jumped a fence and ripped her pants and still went to the Madudu concert. So I was like, okay, done. And so anyways, we're sitting in here and I go, okay, you got to tell me this story because I don't understand how you could have done this. And still, you know, nowadays it would be devastating. Tell me the story about uh, you going to the Menudo concert and you skipped school, uh, like a good teenager. And then you hopped the fence and you ripped your pants. And she looks at me like, how can you not?" Know? She goes, you talked to my mother.
1: <laughs> and I was like, nope. Yeah. And
0: she goes, come on, you got to tell me. I said, if you're nice to me during this interview, I'll tell you who told me at the end. <laughs> and so anyways, and then at the end, I told her who it was and, uh, and sure enough, Mark Anthony and I talked on the air a, a couple of days later and he goes, she was going to kill me. You That's know, great. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, you know, Mariah Carey, you know, f- you knowing that her mom was a hairstylist and, uh, and so she wanted to be a hairstylist. And I said, what's the worst mistake you've ever made? when it came to hair and she goes when i turn my hair bright orange and she had a story right right? so it's it's about letting them be them instead of trying to raise them up and make them something because the thing in in the process of creating an opportunity for them to be real you've now created an opportunity where you as the listener or you as the viewer feel like you are on the same playing field as them because I brought them to a real place instead of, um, instead of raising them up and going, and that's the unfortunate thing is things have changed in that respect. You know, you can be famous for nothing now or for something stupid or, and that's unfortunate because, you know, uh, I think that working for something and getting the reward at the end, it's something that you actually work for instead of hey i just uh, made it rain with money or whatever like show me the talent give me give me the reason to respect you and so um it's funny like many many celebrities all they want to do is talk about real stuff
1: it sounds like too that you're also giving them an opportunity to have fun right yeah like like, yeah. I mean, it's work, if,
0: right? They're, they're working. And, and yeah. imagine if you could give them the opportunity to just have a fun time. And I don't know how many times, anytime somebody says, wow, you did your research or wow, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. You know, that you're going to get that second interview again down yeah. the road. right? Or and even so, a
1: more like a longer relationship, like a lasting friendship.
0: Absolutely. You know, because they're going to want to come back to you or they're going to want to call you. Or so I remember I, one of the things when I was uh, younger, uh, with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and they would just call the show. They would just call, Hey guys, what's going on? How you doing? And I'd be in the record company. Did you call them? Did you actually get in touch with them? No, I didn't. They called me. (laughs) But the other thing is you have competing radio stations who don't have that relationship. And at that time they were like, why is he getting Mariah Carey and (laughs) we aren't. And it's like that people are gravitate towards the people who they feel most comfortable with and know that, they're not going to take full advantage of them or put them in an awkward position.
1: Yeah. You're elevating them into a, and making yeah, a like safe I, space. I'm
0: one of those people who I don't care if you, you know, what job you do. I don't care what your status is. I don't care what money you have or what car you drive. If you're a good person, you're a good person. And that's all that matters to me.
1: So uh, you obviously have a great voice for radio. You have a great face for radio as well. Um <laughs> and a great face for <laughs> photography. Um, But I wondered with this transition, this discovery of the photography, the passion for photography, what came first? Was it the passion or the talent?
0: Well, here's the thing. I had always loved photography since I was a kid. My mom, it's funny, uh, when I look back at photos of me as a kid and my brother and sister and family and what have you, um, I see that my mother was the one that was always taking the picture. And so she was never in a lot of the pictures. Okay. and But I could see just by her composition and by her, we were very poor. And so she would sit us by the window to look for the light, look for the the, 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 the mood per se. And uh, because she couldn't afford flashes. You know, back in the day, you take a flash bulb, stick it in the camera, take the picture, and then you have to throw the bulb out and then you stick another one in. So I realized that, that's probably where it came from um and then as well with my dad uh he was a marble and tile set guy and he uh was very artistic did mosaics and all kinds of stuff so i was like man there's got to be something there now years later they had given me a camera I was always taking pictures. I didn't know that I was taking pictures and what where it would go. I just took pictures because I thought it was kind of cool. Right. And I wonder sometimes if I was that kid who had had a camera in my phone, would I be more creative or less creative or because there's apps that can do so many things now instead yeah. of actually, you know, like... So one of the things that I always uh, loved was macro photography, things that live inside things. So I went, wonder what lives inside a water droplet? Hmm. Well, that's hyper macro photography because you're going inside the water droplet, not just taking a picture of a water droplet on a leaf. It's now what lives inside that. And so that was where I was at and I was selling those and I was selling them to, you know, big companies that, and you know, would blow it up to three by four feet or whatever, and they'd hang it on the wall in their office or whatever. And uh, then Keiichi Hirano from the National Ballet of Canada. Great dancer. Great guy. Incredible. Wonderful person.
1: And his brother's a principal, I think, in yep. Royal Ballet.
0: Uh, yep, that's right. Talented family. He lives in Alberta now, yeah. uh, he and his wife and the kids. And he's the guy who got me to where I am now in that respect, because he was the, the trigger point he had asked me to take some pictures of, uh, he and his wife, she was pregnant at the time. So they just wanted to do some, you know, ballet based. And I'd never shot a ballet photo ever. And I took this one particular photo of him and Bridget Zare, who was a principal at the national at the time, saw mm-hmm. it, contacted me on Facebook. And I went to Kayla and I said, who's Bridget Zare? And she goes, what do you mean who's Bridget Zare? And she showed me the front of, I think it was point magazine. And she was. on the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And I go, uh, so should I be responding to her and why does she want to talk to you? And I said, she wants me to shoot her. And so I got on a plane and flew to Toronto and shot her and everything changed after that. Wow. Because all of a sudden I had shot somebody of, of merit. Yeah. And then, uh, of course it just continued on and and the relationship with us of creating really cool photos one of the coolest that we ever created was um at uh abbey road uh where we were both in london at the time and we uh we shot her jumping across the intersection right. and then abbey road contacted us and said oh my god we love this we saw you shooting this and i was like cut through their cameras or
1: whatever right. i was like yeah.
0: oh my god
1: like you know what i mean yeah and that's my reaction to everything oh my yeah, that's pretty that's pretty bonkers, man. That's that's really cool. For any Beatles fan, that's like a really cool just sure, like, oh, huge, massive. Oh, okay. Massive, right.
0: massive.
1: Um, so dance is a moving art form. Um as a dancer and as somebody who's often been hyper hyper critical uh, of myself, slowing dance footage down is generally not flattering. And <laughs> uh, cause there's a whole bunch of in-between, like like the in-between a plie and a jump or a preparation. And then a grand jeté, there are probably a thousand moments that are most dancers would say are horrendous. Please never show this to anyone. Right. And maybe one moment at the end or maybe two little frames that would be nice, you know, in the full split, everything's pointed, but even then your lip might be a bit up or you (laughs) might be a bit cross-eyed or your face might be a bit struggling or your hand. And so it's no good. And so at least to a dancer, right? Like we're all very, very, very intense. But so you as a non-dancer, you didn't grow up with a history in dance. I'm wondering how do you see the art form itself? Because most of us, probably most audience members, see it as pretty, story you know, mm-hmm. nice movements, a nice afternoon or a nice evening out with the family type thing. And a lot of people standing around pointing at stuff. You notice that? There's a, there's a lot of pointing at stuff. A lot of really basic mime that still is so basic, but still it's hard to understand what they're saying. Um, I think he has to get married. I'm not sure. I think there's a curse. Um, i not sure. And somebody's going to die. Someone's probably going to die, but the prince is going to show up just in time. Let me That's guess. Right. My money's on the prince figuring it out.
0: Um, um, how do I see it is what you're saying? Yeah, how do you see well, it? Yeah. Two, two things. Having a professional dancer for a wife yep. and her teaching me about articulation and about what to look for when the moment is the moment. That's the gift that she gave me um, when it came to being a dance photographer. Uh, she, would always, you know, she would say, that's wrong. That's right. This is what to watch for when they're loading up. When they're about to jump right. so that you can time it perfectly, because there's always a, deck a second with the camera as well, where you want to do and I, I like taking one shot, not 14, 15, 25 shots in one second. One shot. So knowing where that lives, where that moment inside the moment lives. And so it's funny because you're saying people watch these ballets and they're like, Oh, that you know is so pretty and the flowing. All I can think of is that would make a great picture that would make a great picture oh my god the way that fabric moved and 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 just the the fingers moving and and, and being articulated at that exact moment like ah that picture I missed mm-hmm. that picture and so it's it can be struggling uh, to watch ballet at, at times because or dance in general because I see it in frames yeah. as well as I see the movement but I do yeah. see it in frames and I go oh that yeah, was a missed opportunity. That was a missed opportunity.
1: Yeah. So there's a part of your brain that is you can't really turn off because you nope. put in your 10,000 hours of looking for the perfect moment that uh, you can't probably just sit and watch something and, and just switch it off.
0: There so. are times when, and, 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 you know, when, we're, when you and I are working together or anybody else um, the beauty of photography when you're creating something is if a shoulder is up or a finger looks like superman versus Mm -hmm. you know you know uh pretty or or whatever you can go back and shoot it again you know Mm -hmm. or the or like you said your lip is up here or whatever yeah um you can you can go back and shoot it and let's do it one more time you know whereas when it's performance-based it's as is and you and so you know, one of the things as a photographer is you're always looking for that beautiful moment, that moment where they live in, in a next level. And so, as I was saying earlier, you know, going to that next level and recognizing where that might come for that particular dancer. And if you can, if you can take that moment and highlight it by being able to give them something special, that's a real gift in, in itself.
1: There's a photographer who would work with the Estonian National. He would come to a lot of the shows and especially the premieres and take photos. And uh, for those dancers out there who, who are in professional companies um, or even in prof- like in schools, uh, I bet you a lot of people will uh, relate to this, that if you're in the premiere cast, you benefit so much more because usually that's when they take pictures. Right. Maybe that's right. the only show they film type thing. Right. And so if you're not the premiere cast, you might not ever get any photos. But if you do the opening night, you know, there's a good chance you'll get something. And I was lucky in Estonia to get a lot of premieres. And so this photographer, his name was Runo, he would come and take pictures of these shows and the photos he took of me on stage are, you know, you talked about this a few times, you go, oh my God, I took this picture. For me, Mm -hmm. it's the other way around, but it's, oh my God, this is me. And now I have this image. Like, you know, as the kid who, you have no guarantee you're gonna have a career. All you have is your drive. And maybe you're even told a lot that you're not going to make it, you know, and that your dreams are outlandish and, you know, you're better suited to something else and that isn't good enough for you. So you keep trying to be given a photo of, you know, me in in Onegin, which is such a beautiful classic ballet. And it's this classic Onegin pose and it's like perfect. And it's like, oh, this, this is, but it's me though. Cause usually I'd be looking at this and it would be somebody else, somebody I don't know from Europe, whatever, or it's Albrecht's entrance in second act with the, with the lilies and looking so remorseful and it's so beautiful. Cause you see the background and the lighting is perfect and the cape and everything. And it's like, if I had to put a value on these photos, I don't know if I could, cause it's like priceless because it's the validation of a life well spent, a career sure. worth living all the effort I put in all worth it in this moment where I get to see, Oh my God. Yeah. That iconic moment. I got to live it on stage and now I get to have this keepsake that when I'm 70, I can show this to my grandkids and say, yeah, this is what this is what I did.
0: Right. It, I think that that, again, is what we were talking about earlier was the fact that uh, nowadays, too often things are given or, or highlighted because, oh, look, somebody did something stupid on the Internet. Yeah. And then you you somebody like yourself, you know, puts a lifetime of training and perfecting and then that moment what it took to get to that moment that somebody recognized that moment and froze it mm-hmm. and uh, and i think that that's the beauty of photography beyond video and i and one of the things that drives me nuts is when you see people uh you know doing a video and then they choose one frame oh that's where it was you know i love the fact that we as photographers pick that moment or if you recognize that moment and you're able to freeze that moment what the story the pre-story is incredible to get to that one moment where you go that's me yeah. oh my god I put all that work in and that's me and some and you could never achieve it because you needed somebody else to be at the highlight of what they do to be able to capture your highlight yeah yeah Interesting, right? Yeah, that
1: it's it's a marriage of two yeah, totally. art
0: forms. Do
1: you think? Uh, can we get some Tarzan tips? Maybe like three Tarzan do's and three Tarzan dons.
0: Okay. Three Tarzan. Okay. Three Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than Dan's doos.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, Dan's doos and then Dan's then don't do don'ts. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs>
0: do don'ts. Yeah. Okay. Do don'ts. Do hire a professional uh, that knows what they're doing. That'd be one of my first. Oh, hold on. I got a cat here behind you. Okay. (laughs) He jumped up and then he jumped down. Um, uh, Do hire a professional and let them help you. Do show up with some ideas. Even if it's a matter of photos that you really like, that you want to create something Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a, it's a, a culminative process. It's not a, a, I'm here to take pictures of you. I want you to be engaged too um do support the photographer so uh if if they are taking your picture they're posting your images you should be sharing them you got to support them on social media just like they're supporting you number one don't don't post every photo yeah i see it so often where it's like somebody will go do a photo shoot there'll be like 10 photos that were taken and only post the best of the best um unless you're actually focusing on your process then you're showing but you got to remember that people can see your social media any person person who wants to hire you person who wants to work with you whatever post your best only your best um so don't post crap don't post everything got it uh, leave them wanting more always um I don't have a lot of don'ts. Don't be afraid to reach out and say hello. If you like somebody's work and you want to work with them, don't be afraid to, to reach out and don't be an egoist. I think that that's really key. Never be an egoist. Just because you have 50,000 people on uh, social media or you know people recognize you for what you do, don't be an egoist. Don't have an ego. Just be a nice person. Because mm-hmm. that's going to get you a lot further in the end. Uh, be open and receptive and be willing to to talk to anybody. Because too many egos uh, out there that think that they're up here and the other person is down here. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have fame, but fame is fleeting. Be a nice person.
1: Kindness is always going to be a currency, right? Absolutely. Um, any tips on like a specific camera to use, like anything that you've come across, like technical stuff that you're like, yo, I would not use anything but blank?
0: No, you know what, I, uh, I use uh, Canon uh, 7D Mark II, and I started with a Canon 7D Mark I. And the reason I use those is because they're very good at capturing movement and uh, very fast camera, and they're made for that. Now we have the mirrorless systems, and it's something that I'm going to have to consider. Uh, you know I've talked to lots of people and a lot of people that that do photography now say that the mirrorless system has come into a realm where speed and movement can be captured vividly so it's something I'm considering but at the same time sometimes lesser tools are better uh, in the long run
1: you have to get more creative
0: yeah like there you can have all the equipment in the world but if you can't see it in here yeah. I've had situations where a light or a battery crapped out in the field and all of a sudden you get, you're you going to okay, how am I going to create light? How am I going to do this and make it look spectacular? And sometimes those problem-solving opportunities create better uh,
1: results. A number of movies, even like Oscar-nominated films, have been shot entirely on iPhone. Could you see a world where you could feasibly shoot as well on an iPhone as you do with a Canon?
0: well that, that was what i was talking about before like i have uh, this one is the uh, samsung uh s21 ultra it shoots in 8k right. and you can and it's so vivid you can uh actually go along in the video and pick a frame and it would yep. be like a photograph
1: well, is it as good it's as good 100 megs like so why not use that instead of a canon like like why would somebody get an old school actual camera
0: Well, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I mean, so are we transitioning or are we just giving the opportunity to everyone to take a beautiful picture? So that's the discussion is grandma has a really nice camera. Oh, well she can take pictures. Well, it's not the camera that does the work yeah (laughs) you know it's knowing what the camera does it's like you can have a maserati but if you don't know how to push the gas pedal and how to shift and can't
1: drive a standard it isn't going anywhere but could you could you take the same like could you photograph like your next photo shoot could you just say i left the camera at home but i got my phone fully charged up and not really notice a difference you probably you specifically nowadays you probably could i'm talking about you though like could you do
0: i don't i couldn't because i don't know enough about my phone camera Okay. You know, I know it's an amazing device, but I choose to do it uh, in an old school way. Um, okay. I think it's kind of cheating actually to, to go and do video and then grab a, a, a screenshot. But if that's where we're going, then guys like me will be out of work. So you got to come up with something else.
1: I don't think you're going to be out of work because you still have a really, you have like the image, you have the vision. You got to have the vision, right? You got the but, vision.
0: But that's a that's a great question. Are ballet companies going to now uh just videotape the entire performance from different angles and then just choose screenshots? I don't think so. I don't know. That's an interesting question. You know, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the answer to that is. Uh but I know that I couldn't do it right now, anyway. If I put my mind to it and work towards it, then I I probably could shoot an entire shoot with a cell phone.
1: Right. So This impulse to document. So you were talking about with Tara Bhavnani in in London and you were in this amazing room and you said you had the impulse where you said, we've got to shoot here. And that I think is the impulse to preserve the moment. And so that impulse to say, let's let's create something it's on a grander scale and you're gonna make something that is art is different but not entirely different from somebody saying oh, this sunset is really nice. I'm going to take a grainy picture with my flip phone camera or, oh, this meal is really pretty. I'm going to put this on my Instagram story. Right. Okay. There's something that runs through this of, I want to have evidence of this moment. I want to sure. live forever.
0: Yep. Everybody takes a picture because there's an emotion. Can you capture that and create that emotion again? you know do you know the story around that you know what was it and i think that that's where we're going to go with photography is and i know that people love behind the scenes uh things because of the fact that they get to see what was happening at that moment you know or the lady i remember i was shooting in front of a massive church beautiful photo it was in victoria bc and uh and we're shooting in front of this church. And this lady just walks up right into the <laughs> shot. There's like reading when the church is open, the times. And I was like, what? the? We're, it's so obvious that we're shooting here. <laughs> yeah. She didn't care. I need to know when church is going to be on. That's it. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I, I think that that would be the entertainment uh or next level of what we shoot you know like when you have your meal wouldn't it be cool to go in and see them prepare it and then it comes out you know sure yeah but that again perfect example of what we were talking about earlier about interviews interviews you're letting them be real so what is that connection yeah i took a picture of a really cool thing you i made poutine you know it's like and and i made it special just for me and my wife great You've taken that picture; it was awesome. But what was the process like? But, you know, so maybe it's about that process. You know, it's it, and you're telling people how you got to where you are with that.
1: I think we're all uh, we're all silently fighting against the infinite void of blackness and darkness that we seem seemingly just emerge out of, and then we know we're going to return to, and. Uh... <laughs> Oh, okay. (laughs) You're getting so deep. I
0: had to pick up the cat. That's
1: adorable. Hello. This is
0: Monty Montgomery. That's a great name. Montgomery. Yeah. Montgomery. He's totally a Montgomery. Mm -hmm. Big fat chubby cat.
1: The me performing in Giselle, the wanting to share a picture of my meal. uh, You know, all of it is like, I'm wanting to project outwards into the world that I'm alive I did something, I'm here, it really happened, and you can't take it away. Sure. You know, like it's like putting my flag down and saying, This happened. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, it's like, but so what am I, like the call and response, like what am I responding to with this? Like the impulse is coming as a reaction to what? And I think it's this idea that, like a sandcastle on the beach, you know, the tide is going to come in and wash it away. And it's Mm -hmm. as if it never existed. Sure. But there's something in capture just before capture it and then broadcast it and say like, Mm -hmm. well, I have a picture of this sandcastle. So, you know, F you ocean, this is my sandcastle, you know, like, I, I mean something, my life means something, me building this sandcastle matters.
0: And so there's the difference between documenting and saying a life well lived, as you mentioned earlier, or validation. I think it's both. You think it's both,
1: eh? I, I, think, I think they both happen. Like, I think it's going to be yeah. both. Like, yeah,
0: no, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. shirtless selfie
1: is, look at me, give me attention. But, <laughs> it, but it's also, look at the flower when it blooms, you know? Like, yeah. we don't say, look at these flowers. They're so prideful, showing off their pretty colors. Like, no, right. the earth nature is making something beautiful, but it is short-lived. We know it's always short-lived. And you want it to be seen while it's there. And you stop the moment of time. Yeah.
0: Again, what we were talking about,
1: right?
0: Sullivan right. You took that time to go back. And you can always go back to that moment. That moment never disappears because you captured
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So people can find you lots of places. Do you want to tell people how they can reach you, how they can find you and anything you have? Yeah. To uh,
0: just uh, type in Tarzan Dan uh, and then any social media, right? Whether yeah. it's Twitter or uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram, just at Tarzan Dan, and uh, you should probably see me pop up, and uh, and you can always uh, follow or uh, fire a message. I'm I'm uh, I'll respond. I'm like that,
1: you know. Yeah. You're certainly the only Tarzan Dan I know.
0: I don't know of any other. But
1: if there are any others, they are imposters. You're the, you're the OG. <laughs> you're the original from the jungle, That's Tarzan. It. That's it. Came out swinging, you know, uh, camera in hand. Yeah, you can tell with my long flowing hair. Yeah, exactly. You also have a website. And how yep. do people listen to you? Because you're, you're on air. Yeah. If you want to listen uh, in Canada, they have
0: the uh, Canadian radio player app. Uh, and you can just click on it and then find Q107 Calgary. I'm on the air 2 to 6 p.m. in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. Uh, oh. Or you can uh, just go to the website, q107fm.ca, and you can stream it there. You can listen to the other side of my uh, my creative personality,
1: yeah. which can be very frightening at times. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for being here, people. Check out Tarzan. Um, if anybody actually wants to do any shooting, like get in touch with Tarzan, find him next time he's in your city. Apparently, he travels to Bulgaria. And London, <laughs> and parts of I, Canada.
0: You know what, the reason I get to travel the world is because of the wife. Yeah. My wife is awesome, right. and uh, and because she travels for work, yeah. I'll just tag along, and then if people go, hey, you're in town, hey, yeah, absolutely.
1: We uh, we dancers are opportunists. We will generally jump on an opportunity to be photographed by somebody fantastic. And so yes, Caitlin, your wife, has been named up a few times. Uh, Caitlin is beautiful, beautiful dancer. We worked together before. And a lovely human, and she's doing great work at the Edge School. Her students are doing so Absolutely. well. So, um, much much respect to Caitlin, and uh, and we can all anybody who's worked with you can say thank you to Caitlin for teaching Absolutely. you what to look for and all that. So,
0: you can't you can't be doing what I'm doing without a great teacher, and she has been an amazing uh, influence on me. All
1: right, all right. That's great. Thank you, buddy. I um, appreciate it. For us, you can find us at 22guys on Instagram and Facebook. Email us at 22 at gmail.com. Um, leave a review, hit us up, uh, give us any questions, anything you want us to tackle in the future, and we'll see you next time.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have some day guys. Do you
1: have a sense of belonging anywhere? Dance. Just dance. dance.